This is Always Advancing with your host, Josh Sanchez, the podcast created for multidimensional individuals, those that are looking to enhance their human experience and activate their state of self-actualization. Tune in each week for growth hacks and inspiring interviews to help you advance and actualize your full potential. I appreciate your attention and I'm grateful for your awareness. Let's go. episode number two breath work for body health and overall wellness adventures i truly appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to listen to my podcast i need you to do me a huge favor por favor take one deep breath inhale as much oxygen as possible and exhale repeat if necessary Today's topic will fall under body, health, and overall wellness. I wanted to focus on this topic first because your body is intrinsically connected to your mind and spirit. Take care of your health and you will advance in every area of your life. That's not opinion, that's fact. Just to give you some foresight into my strategy and procedural process over the coming months, I want to reverse engineer all the knowledge I've gained learning and assimilating each of these topics from the greatest minds, most prolific people, and those who have truly impacted our species' advancements and consciousness. Giving you, the listener, what in my opinion I deem as cornerstones. That way you can implement these and see immediate results motivating you to continue growing and progressing. That being said, one of the cornerstones for health and your body is, drumroll please, breathing. You'll find out why on today's episode. Most of this episode is going to cite Dr. Belisa Vranich and her new book, Breathe. Dr. Belisa received her doctorate in psychology from New York University with a specialization in neuropsychology and a certified breathwork practitioner. She also has a membership in the Breathwork Alliance, and she has over two decades of experience as a psychologist and worked as the health editor for Men's Fitness Magazine. I honestly can't say enough about this book and the teachings, programming, breath workouts she provides. This is a great baseline to understand and implement true breathing practices that will take your overall health to the next level, guaranteed. Oxygen is fuel in a way that food can never be, energy that no amount of exercise can duplicate. Everything else is secondary. Dr. Andrew Whale was asked if he had to limit his advice to healthier living to just one one tip. What would that be? It would be simply learn how to breathe correctly. We are constantly searching for that miracle pill, that one trick fix all. We see it on late night infomercials or social media advertisements. 99% of those claims I would say is BS. But when it comes to this one life hack, changing your breathing truly does affect immediately the body mind and soul more importantly this impact takes place on a cellular and muscular level both are tangible and measurable all chronic pain suffering and disease are caused by a lack of oxygen at the level of the cell proper breathing nourishes the cell of the body with oxygen and optimizes the functioning of the body on all levels life-changing is an understatement Everybody breathes and breath affects everything, everything from sleeplessness to irritable bowel syndrome to being in a constant state of fight or flight from lack of proper oxygen balance. Breathing incorrectly may either have caused any one of those elements or exacerbated it. 
So working on your breathing should be a part of the solution and your growth. Dr. Belisa goes on to ask how we got so lost when it comes to something so biologically basic. We know it's critical, but our understanding of the proper lung function and mechanisms is poor. The time we dedicate to the health of our lungs and the efficiency of our breathing is non-existent. An excerpt verbatim from the book, we've lost sight of the big picture and especially of the fact that the strength of our breathing muscles and the balance of oxygen in our body are the cornerstone of our health. What's so fascinating to me is that the majority of the population is breathing wrong. How can that be? How can something so fundamentally simple get so misused and flat out obstructive to our health? Breathing is the oldest and should be the most anatomically basic thing we do every day of our lives. It's the first thing we do when we are born. The most beautiful experiences in life are catalyzed by deep breaths. And that's why the concept of teaching breathing seems so unusual. But when you recognize the extensive critical problems incorrect breathing has created, breathing the right way becomes life-changing. Advancers, we must bring awareness to how we breathe to see if you have what most people have unconsciously adopted in today's society, a breathing disorder. You get it. It makes sense. Many illnesses are caused or made worse by a lack of imbalance of oxygen. Here are some examples of the health problems directly correlated to our breathing. Cognitive problems, unbalanced oxygen, and a stress-inducing style of breathing make concentration difficult and cause problems with memory. Brain fatigue may indicate the consequences of neurological oxidative stress. Our emotional health, both depression and anxiety, are worsened by shallow, erratic breathing. Pain, whether it's injury or pain, if it hurts and you breathe badly, it's going to hurt more. If you've ever received a massage, you know this is true because most therapists will tell you to breathe to reduce the sensation of pain when given a deep muscle massage, or at least take deep visceral breaths. Back issues. Cervical spine, lower back or neck and shoulder issues. If you aren't breathing well, it's directly affecting your spine health. Low energy. Incorrect breathing lessens the body's ability to deliver oxygen to the cells. The cells get stressed and have to prioritize survival over growth. The cells get stressed and have to prioritize survival, fight or flight, over growth. Hypertension. Unbalanced breathing can contribute to blood vessel constriction, which can lead to high blood pressure, in turn making the heart work harder. Powerful hormones are released throughout the body, putting the senses on high alert. Glucose is driven up to the brain and into the muscles. Your evolutionary, pre-programmed response is fight or flight. You're probably in a mild to moderate state of fight or flight all the time. Confusing stress response with normal response, but it's far from normal. Acidity. Shallow breathers that aren't getting enough oxygen are generally in an acidic state. Digestive woes. Optimally, your breathing muscles stimulate Peristalsis, the wave-like motion of the intestines that promotes digestion and elimination. 
Without this internal abdominal massage, you are likely to find yourself coping with issues such as constipation, bloating, gas, heartburn, and irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. Sleep. You have been breathing in a way that tells your neurological system that you are in fight or flight all day. Your nervous system is in a code red, and when you want your body to slow down and shut off, it doesn't happen. According to the American Sleep Association, 70 plus million U.S. adults have sleeping disorders. That's just paraphrasing some symptoms, uh, some disorders, and what it comes down to when all is said and done is that your body's main source of energy is oxygen. As oxygen circulates throughout your system, it is released into the cell in your tissues and organs, where it can interact with certain enzymes, creating fuel for your body. Oxygen then is vital for respiration and growth of healthy cells. The very cells that allow you to think, the cells that break down your food, and the cells that produce balancing hormones and neurotransmitters. It's not a secret Americans are addicted to psychoactive stimulants and pharmaceutical medication to enhance cognitive function, to give us that extra edge over our competition. These are drugs and detrimental to our overall health and well-being. The solution has quite literally been under our nose all our lives. Now, think back to the breath I asked you to take at the beginning of the episode. I can bet you lifted your shoulders and chest in an attempt to take in as much air as possible. In fact, in most cases, the shoulders either move back or up. It's called vertical breathing. This upper chest or clavicular breathing is not efficient. It uses only the smaller top part of your lungs, and that means that your diaphragm, which should be your main breathing muscle, is completely still. The goal is to become a horizontal breather also known as 360 breaths. In simpler terms, when you breathe properly from the belly, your diaphragm flattens and spreads and your bottom ribs and abdomen push out. This is referred to as lower body breathing. Listen, it's not a new skill you have to learn. This is the normal function of a true inhale and exhale. It encompasses the erector spine, traverse abdominis, and pelvic floor muscles. Your intercoastal and outer core and oblique muscles help control your posture movement. Strong breathing is a lot more than just the size of your lungs. A real full breath goes from your armpits down to your pelvic floor, but the real magic happens below the chest. Belly breathing, Buddha breath, those terms all apply here. This is the introductory breath that gets you to breathe from the lower part of your body. Dr. Belisa says, when you jut your belly out, you discover the sensation of breathing by using your diaphragm. As you progress and train your breathing muscles, your middle will simply widen. It will also contract more than before on the exhale. So all that being said, let's practice right now. I want to give you practical tips and cues on how to take a true breath. So to start out, I want you to breathe in through your mouth instead of through your nose, okay? When you're inhaling, if you can also be conscious to place a hand on, on or near your collarbone, uh, so let's say left hand up to right collarbone area, and your right hand place that on your belly, right at the belly button. So what I want you to be conscious of is think expanding wide instead of tall. So when you're breathing in, 
breathe through your belly. So to your belly. So if you start inhaling and you notice your chest moving up, forcefully stop that and expand your stomach. If you have to make an over-exaggeration of pushing your belly out as you breathe in, do that. Just try it with me. Okay, ready? Take a deep breath. In a proper breath, you should not, your shoulders shouldn't be moving, your neck shouldn't be moving, your head should be stationary, your collarbones should stay there, your chest should expand, but widen, not upwards, not tall. Literally, the only thing that should be moving is the lower half of your body. It should be expanding through the belly, and some of you might feel some contractions or expansions of your back muscles while you're doing this. That's normal. That is, that's a normal sensation. Unfortunately, a lot of our breathing muscles have become underdeveloped because we're, we're not breathing correctly, okay? So move to the edge of the seat to gain a good posture as well. That's another cue. So if you're sitting down, you're if you're in a car, make sure to do this when you stop, pull over. If you're at a desk, if you are you know, at work, at school, it doesn't matter. Go to the edge of your seat so you can sit upright. You're not leaning back. No slouchy posture. Shoulders back, chest high. Hand on belly, hand on collarbone. Again, deep breath. Inhale. Make sure that stomach is pushed out, Buddha belly. And then when you exhale, same thing. You are pushing uh, imagine pushing the belly button to the spine all the way back to your spine as you're exhaling. <sighs> Some of you might not get it. Pick up Dr. Belisa's book, Breathe, and it'll go more in depth. She goes very in depth with the proper form. She addresses a lot of issues she's seen. She's had thousands of classes, thousands of students. This is her passion. This is her career, the main thing she focuses on. So she has a lot of insight on you know how to bring back something that was so normal to us as, as children. Now, she gets into workouts. I mean, it literally is working at your core. I'm going to be completely transparent. And there's always, you know, generally when I start uh, losing body fat, there's always that small, uh, small bit of fat on my lower abdomen that is always a little bit tougher. And, you know, that can be stress induced. That can be from a lot of things. But what I've noticed is taking my breathing seriously, working out, doing the stretching techniques, uh, focusing throughout the day mindfully about my breaths, that section kind kind of melted away and left me with definition that generally was a little bit tougher for me to gain in the past. So that's another benefit while doing this is you're working out your abdomen, your obliques. It's All right. So continuing on, watch a two-year-old breathe. They have no inhibitions, no insecurities about the middle of their torso expanding horizontally. That's a true breath. The change from the healthy breathing of a child to the dysfunctional breathing of an adult could be from a multitude of reasons. A bad scare, stressful events, peer pressure, society's over-obsession with looking skinny, hence gut-sucking. Next time you are at the gym, <laughs> this is so funny, L literally think about this. So next time you go to the gym, look at how the males stand. Look at the posture. It's what we call peacocking, right? <laughs> they keep their chest up, shoulders back, and, you know, breathing the shallow breath and generally lats are activated as well. And it's pretty interesting when you when you're aware of it. But not only you're now saying, wow, that guy's, you know, a dysfunctional breather. So this dysfunction <laughs> becomes a habit in us over years of hunched postures, years of sitting at a desk and commuting to school and work in a car. In this day and age, we live in an overly sedentary lifestyle. So there's no wonder it became ingrained in us. So this 
this in advance. Once you notice this, you can't unnotice it. You'll become aware of all the different types of breathers around you and your own unique breathing type. I'm going to go over a few of those. No inhalers, paradoxical breathers, breath holders, over breathers. I'll kind of break those down for you. No inhalers, no inhale, no exhale. This breather just hovers, sipping in there, then barely letting it out. Your body doesn't expand and contract. It barely moves at all. These people tend to brace their bodies and make very little movement at very little movement, saying their breath feels stuck in both directions. So have you, have you guys noticed that kind of hover, hover breathers just a paradoxical breathers reverse breathers this pattern uses your muscles in a contradictory manner you draw your belly in during an inhale and relax it out during an exhale so instead of doing a proper breath and actually expanding the core the most robust aspect of your lungs which is the middle part of your body you're literally doing the opposite you're you're constricting your opportunity to absorb the oxygen really fully expand your lungs and your the muscles that uh, are needed to properly breathe only exclusively focusing on top chest breaths which will never get your body fully oxygenated the polar opposite of what you should be doing paradoxical breathers take in significantly less air than anyone else actually going against what their body wants to do anatomically with each inhale and exhale a theory says it comes from anxiety in childhood. So think about that. If you're a paradoxical breather, were there instances in your childhood that brought up more anxiety than the, the average child? Breath holders or hypoxic or periodic. Periodically throughout the day, you pretty much act as if you're underwater. You hold your breath for seemingly no reason and don't notice except when it gets pointed out to you that you yawn and sigh a lot. This is a stressful fueled pattern. And it's a perpetual cycle. You hold your breath when you're stressed. You're increasing your cortisol levels because you're holding your breath. This abnormal pattern is alarmingly common. This throws whatever balance you have out of whack. And your body overcompensates for the moments you are not letting carbon dioxide out or oxygen in. The overbreather. Chronic ventilation at low levels results in an imbalance of carbon dioxide and oxygen, causing abnormal pH levels. So alkalosis is being too alkaline, and acidosis is being too acidic, right? And th that's generally what happens with these overbreathers. I can honestly say that all of these patterns have trickled into my day-to-day -day when I was not aware of my breathing in the past. Efficient and optimal breath was not even a part of my conscious awareness until just recently. I can tell you instances where I've noticed I've held my breath. I can tell you instances where I've hyperventilated. I can tell you instances of uh, breathing opposite of what I should paradoxically, even after workouts, thinking that when I was breathing, I was taking in as much of an upper lung breath as possible and essentially doing that, tucking in my diaphragm, pushing back paradoxically against my middle of my belly and thinking I was getting a full breath. I could say I've done one probably uh, of each of these. And so it's, you know, it's, it's just about bringing that awareness to your breath. And it's, there's no, no words can express. I mean, life-changing is great, but the benefits are just going to blow you away. And it's something that you can implement today. It's uh, incredible. And I, I thank Dr. Belisa. I thank uh, Stan's Groff. Holotropic breathwork has been a huge uh, part of my spiritual practice lately. There's just so, so much to say. And it, 
it's it's so accessible nobody i know can't breathe in essence we're breathing the way our ancestors did when they were faced with fear anxiety or other temporary situations but we've transformed the short-term solutions into long-term abnormal breathing patterns to transform your life in a way that will be of significant impact to do it with breathing that shit's free it's almost beyond comprehension like right i'm telling you this it's don't take my word for it execute and experiment with it on your own what do you achieve with the perfect breath we've talked about the cons let's talk about the pros one activate your parasympathetic nervous system does anybody or any one of my listeners know what the opposite of fight or flight is i was never taught this in school i was never taught this by another entrepreneur no one really talks about the opposite fight and flight well that is rest and digest opposite of fight or flight is rest and digest it reverses constant stress state you're in changing the way your breath will lower stress levels within minutes faster than volume a double shot of alcohol or a massage yes you yourself can lower your blood pressure faster than any medication that leads into number two, lowering your blood pressure and heart rate. Number three, uses the lower, bigger, denser part of the lungs. The more robust, the, the part of the lungs that we have essentially ignored for the majority of our lives, at least I have. Number four, helps you avoid constipation, acid reflex, and irritable bowel syndrome. This fascinates me the most. In my head, I'm thinking, how would breathing affect my digestion and absorption of the food I consume? So this is going to be a little nerd minute, okay? And I, I nerd out on this shit all the time. How breathing affects your stomach, your digestion, and pretty much all your intestinal functions has both a cellular and anatomical component. You need oxygen to digest nutrients at a microscopic level. And you need to breathe well horizontally with your diaphragm, massaging the organs underneath. You need to breathe well horizontally with your diaphragm massaging the organs in order to have your digestive organs work efficiently. She continues, at the cellular level, food must be broken down to its chemical components, which include a range of energy-building molecules. Digestion occurs in the digestive tract and also occurs on a smaller scale within the cell's specialized organelle. Digestion breaks apart the larger molecules such as polysaccharides, fats, and proteins into subunits of sugar, fatty acids, amino acids, and nucleotides. But what does it need to do this well? You guessed it, oxygen. Second, there is an anatomical component. In a nutshell, breathing with your diaphragm will mean fewer go problems. Why? Well, if you breathe vertically, your diaphragm doesn't massage the organs directly underneath your stomach, colon, liver, and kidneys. Switching to horizontal breathing means that you are giving your internal organs a massage with every breath. It's called peristalsis. The wave-like squeezing motion of the intestines that promote digestion and elimination. All right, so that's that's my nerd minute. Over excerpts from the book. Number five, supports the jolt of your back and pelvic. Number six, detoxifies your body by supporting the lymphatic system. Number seven, balances acidity and lowers inflammation. Just the attention you will begin to pay to your breathing after listening to this episode. The awareness you will bring to it a few times a day, even if it's sporadically, means you have started to change to advance. The sooner you become serious about changing your dysfunctional breathing patterns, the sooner you will experience the life-changing benefits. 
within the first two weeks, I learned about it. I set an alarm every hour on the hour from when I woke up till I went to bed to implement her techniques and workouts. Now my morning routine begins with the stretches taught in the book from the intercostal stretch to spinal twist and diaphragm activation variations. Then I take 50 deep and well-paced breaths to kickstart my body in the mornings followed by a light meditation session. Every morning without fail, that is my new routine. Although research shows health behaviors are the hardest to change, changing the way people understand respiration and getting them to adjust to it, in her words, has been surprisingly easy. So I know once you go down this path of awareness, you know, conscious awareness, bringing conscious awareness to your breathing pattern, if it's dysfunctional, which nine out of 10 times, I'm assuming it's going to be just with the data that we have out and then adjusting that to literally change your life. In closing, to enhance your human experience, implementing and focusing on good breathing practices will ensure longevity. Empirical research studies have shown this. My life has benefited dramatically since implementing horizontal breathing and recalibrating to functional breathing the way we were born to breathe. By oxygenating and balancing your body, it means you're addressing your health at the root, not just bandaging the symptoms. If you really want wellness, you need to go back to the basics and make sure the foundation of your health Nothing is more basic than breath, advancers, and I hope my message resonated with you today and brought you real value. And always remember, make your growth and advancement sustainable by moving at a pace that challenges you but does not overwhelm you. This is a secret sauce to always advancing. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. If I brought you any value today, please subscribe for notifications of next week's episode. I would truly appreciate it. Also, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Connect to our community on social media. We are building a tribe of self-actualized grow-getters. Those that implement the practice of lifelong learning, understanding it will catalyze self-actualization, the ultimate production of the human spirit. Find your baseline and grow every day. Till next time, advancers, make the rest of your day the best of your day.